Hey, y'all, it's Kelly Gibson, and welcome back to Dame It All to Hell. And we are excited to be back, but also really want everyone to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast right now. Hey, y'all, it's Kelly Gibson, and welcome back to Dame It All to Hell for our seventh episode. That's sort of amazing. And we are so very excited. Yay! Tracy Deed's here too, hoping Kelly's going to be less of a bitch today and not call me a moron. Ouch. I'm sorry. Calling your friends names is not nice. And I know this, and I tell my little boys this, and Tracy tells her girls this, but sometimes it's just so hard when she talks about nuclear war. I will try harder, but no promises because this shit is heated. And again, we want to thank so much Campaigns and Elections for being our sponsor. It's an amazing thing that they're doing for us, and we're really appreciative. And this week is a big one. It's a huge week. The finalists are announced for the Read Awards on Friday, January 12th. Super excited about the possibilities that lay before us. I'm feeling very lucky for my shop, and I know Kelly is feeling very lucky for hers. Yep. Hashtag me too. Wait a second. Not quite hashtag me too. Not yet. But yes, me too for the reads. Um, But don't worry, they're always offering more. So Beyond the Reads is Campaign Tech East. And I hope it's all on your calendar. It's April 25th and 26th right here in our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. So go ahead and visit campaignsandelections.com for all the details. It's an amazing um, organization, and they're always providing really great information. And we're glad to be a part of it. All right. So I have all the feel goods this week. I started this week Sunday night with the Golden Globes. I guess I should say I had all the feel goods this week. I started this week on Sunday night with the Golden Globes. And let me say, I've never seen such beautiful people in black dresses before. The hashtag why we wear black thing was really on fleek. And everyone was super into it. And hashtag me too, the founder was there as a guest of, I can't really remember who, but there were seven celebrities that brought female women of color activists as their guests, and to really sort of heighten the moment that we're in. And I found it really, really refreshing. So I wasn't able to watch the Golden Globes because I was in Las Vegas at a conference working, but I read up on all of it. And I'm so glad that you pointed out a number of things because a lot of the stuff that I read was not factually accurate. (laughs) A little biased in the wrong direction. It's kind of funny like how the news media doesn't always – um, oh, talk Lord. about things in the most accurate fashion on both sides. Are you going fake news on me, Tracy Deeds? Just kicking off this podcast with fake news. Well, it was fake news in your favor. Well, I'll take that. So so you can't really complain that much. But um, Oprah's speech was amazing, and we will get to that later, absolutely. I did not know a ton about the Time's Up movement. I don't know if everybody really knows about the Time's Up movement and what that is sort of meant. I mean, they have raised $16 million dollars. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's a legal defense fund for women who have been sexually harassed or assaulted and want to press charges and move forward and sue. It's it's a remarkable organization. Um, one of the things that I wanted to mention, did you look at the people that have actually donated to that organization? No, no I haven't. It's predominantly women. Well, goddamn, of course. I mean, but that makes me feel – so. So we, we're going to have a, a longer conversation today about this gender divide, right? So 
I'm stoked that women with means have decided to contribute some of their means to an organization that supports women without means. I mean, that's sort of what it comes down to. I don't think it, rich women or poor women, none of us are removed from the possibility of sexual harassment. And right. Tracy and I have alluded in the previous six episodes to being sort of recipients or victims of sexual harassment um, and assault at times. But like men don't like ask you what your what your bottom line is before they try to grab your ass. Right. So it's nice that like rich women are being saying like we should have a, a moment to support together. But there were a lot of public and social statements at the Golden Globes that really split along gender lines. All by women. All by women. Except for Seth Meyers. So Seth Meyers who I mean goddamn can you imagine so they he was under contract to host this thing moons before Harvey Weinstein right. was Accused and convicted, you know, found in the public court of opinion, convicted of all of his terribleness. But Seth Meyers, I mean, I don't really know, but he stayed on board long enough to be right. doing this. And see, he sort of went after them. So were you yeah. shocked when he sort of made some Harvey Weinstein jokes that the audience booed? No, so you didn't watch. But the way it went is he made all these these Weinstein jokes everyone was on board with. And then he said, don't worry, Harvey Weinstein's going to be back here 25 years from now as the first ever member of the in memoriam to be booed. Right. And then and the everybody was like, like oh, like because but thinking of like a booing a dead man. It's Harvey Weinstein. Right. But like on. he's a is a dead man. Yeah. I mean, like it's just so I did watch that little clip. Yeah. So I watched a couple of things like yeah. I watched Oprah's speech. I yeah. watched that monologue because I was curious because so some of the things that I read said that that his his monologue sort of trashing Harvey Weinstein wasn't necessarily well received. And I wanted to understand what they meant. Yeah, by I that. wonder. Yeah. What did you find? So, well, when I watched it, I was a little torn. I don't know that I think that it was necessarily not well received. I think when you start talking about dead people, like, or right. people dying, like, it's yeah. a little harder. Yeah. And he made a joke about it. And he's like, exactly like that. Right. That will be what you <laughs> yes. do when that happens. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I thought it was good that he he sort of brought up Harvey Weinstein and went head forward on that. The um, entirety of his monologue was about what we're exploring what right. we're debating what we're dealing with right now even the there was this moment when he did this this skit that he does on his late night show where he sets up a joke and then somebody else like delivers the punchline and he chose an asian woman to talk about science and he talked to a woman of color to talk about racism he spoke you know like he chose i mean they shown that spotlight hard on on what's happening which i was incredibly um impressed by yeah and then uh I did not watch the whole thing, but I watched up through Oprah. And so there was this moment when Elizabeth Moss, who was Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale, won. And she got up and delivered this amazing speech about that in the past women have been forgotten. And all of a sudden we are – not only are we the stories, but we're telling our own stories. And everything about it was empowering to me. What I was surprised with was – the reaction from the far right and the far far left, and we've had a lot of conversation on this show about the far right and the far left, but there's all these, just speaking on my side on the far left, there's all these activists that feel like if shit goes Hollywood, all of a sudden it's mainstream and it doesn't hold the same power as it did before. So I think this goes back to what you and I were talking about earlier, that there have been women that have been coming out for years and talking about sexual assault and talking about the fact that they have been raped. Rose McGowan accused Harvey Weinstein in 1997. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Like yeah. nothing happened. So I think that we as a country 
on both sides of the aisle, on both genders, are sometimes deaf. And we have to figure out how to get over that and get past that. So when she comes out and gives this amazing speech, both sides are just kind of like, well, you know, the left is like, it's, it's all about Hollywood, so whatever. And the right's just like, meh, you're, it's, that's, but I think it's, it's not the place to make political speech. Because in speech. 1997, Rose McGowan could have gone out on a limb, jumped off a cliff, and like tried to take down. She her, did. Right, she did. And nobody listened. Nobody listened. Nobody cared. Because how are you supposed to be heard in a space where there's no speakers? I don't it's disagree, crazy. but I think we're still there. Like, I still think it's hard. Like, so all these women came out, and it's awesome. And you look at the woman that just, we were just talking about this. Um, Maura Donegan, who had the media, the shitty the men, shitty media shitty, men list. Yes, yeah. the shitty media men's list. Yeah. It was it, she had not published it. It was for like internal purposes. She was at the New Republic at the time. It oh, got released. Republic, it came yeah. out, but but so the question. So she did get fired, but I'm not entirely certain who she got fired by. I'm not. She had, she was not at the New Republic. Before oh, gotcha. this link. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I don't know who exactly fired her, but she does not currently have a job. Um, but she just wrote today for Vox. Good. So yeah. Harper's – was it Harper's Bazaar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harper's Bazaar was picked up some of this. And yep. so now there's this whole big thing. So th- this is a story. That's, so for listeners where... that don't know who, who this person is. So when when it started to come out, the Harvey Weinstein thing in – was it was it October? October. This, yeah. She wanted to create a space that was not social media. Social media is fraught with judgment and backlash, and it's something that and as, bad information. As political professionals, we talk about all the time. With so, like, I'm, I work with candidates. We talk a lot about what do you do with trolls and with people that are anti your candidacy. And so, with somebody coming out and saying, "I've been working in this job for a long time, and I'm going to tell the Facebook community that it's not fair. You're going to be met with trolls." So, this reporter, this journalist, Moira wanted to create a space where people could input data points about their own experiences, thinking, and she is actually quoted in that in an article saying, I can't believe I was so naive. I can't believe that I could didn't that I thought this could go out onto the internet. No one would try to discover who put it there. No one would try to like release it into public space. That this was she was literally trying to say there needs to be a safe place for people to be like, when I was 23 in this media in this media company, this happened to me. And it blew up and it was written about in a bunch of publications. They tried to find her. She was fired. She got death threats. But she was also amazed with how much input people were putting in there. So I hate the term safe space. Oh, I'm sorry. Why do you hate the term safe space? Because there's no safe space. Get a helmet. None of us are safe. We're going to have to deal with shit in our entire life. I know. It's so cynical. Uh, It's true. Like, I think this this little recording studio I'm in right now is a safe space. Well, that's only because there's like three of us in it. Well, I'm just saying. But no, but there's no, I hate, I hate that, I hate that progressive turn. I hate the term safe space because there's just not safe spaces. And this is exactly why there are no safe spaces. But what she was trying to do was to let other women know. Well, the internet is certainly not a safe space. No. And yeah. I don't think she was trying to – she wasn't trying to make this list public. She was trying to protect and and educate women on – and here are, here are a list of people that are bad. Here are a list of things that have happened. And she even puts at the top of the list, like, it's all rumors. None of this is verified. Right. It's no, all – Yeah, no vetting. Right. So yeah. it's just for, hey, by the way, you know, John Smith did this. John Smith did this too. Be a fr- be, be careful yeah, or, around John Smith. Well, you and I had a conversation earlier about whether or not, because we've been in this space, the political space, for a long enough time, do we feel obligations 
to women coming up to warn them about people who at least had bad behavior at some point in our decade here. So I and think it's assuming their behavior is still bad, but it's – where does the obligation lie? So I think privately it's acceptable. Just like I've said to you, like be careful of so-and-so or – yeah. and I most certainly told other women coming up when I've seen situations about to unfold – don't don't go have a drink with him. Don't do that. Don't do this. It's part of the whole all of us being deaf and it's sort of moves into the whole she knew movement, which is oh. I know. I hate well, it. I mean I can't even with the hashtag I hate she knew. I hate it. And I don't I didn't even know about it until my Republican girlfriend Tracy Dietz. Like that shit does not show up for us Democrats. Hashtag she knew. That is bullshit. So so let me just clarify what this is. And this is um so everybody came out Super in support of Oprah after her amazing speech at the Golden Globes. Everybody wants her to run for president. See, Whole other thing. I just got to like time out with the support of Oprah. I mean, yes, everyone was stoked that she gave that speech. I mean, there are writers that talk about what was right. You know, R-I-G-H-T about what she did. Oh, it was did. amazing. But the, but the 2020 was a moment for people to think that – But there's, there's a lot a of people – there's a lot of yeah. people in support of that. So there were some some of my counter – parts that came out and was like, well, she knew about Harvey Weinstein and she knew about this and she knew about that. And it's not just her that the she knew. It's not just hard. Like, like, so it's all, I mean, all of us, I mean, we could all say that we knew in some capacity of things. And then there's oftentimes that we could say that we don't know about certain things because some things, some things, you know, some things you don't know. But regardless, like as professionals, we can't just come and start trashing everybody we know just because I... I guess we could start trashing everybody we know. It but just, it wouldn't be warranted. But I mean, it there, may not be warranted and it impacts our careers greatly. Maybe yeah, not also, Oprah's. So say, I, so, so say I have a girlfriend who had an experience with a prominent male figure who she herself does not feel ready to come out with it. But I know about it. So all of a sudden I'm just blowing that shit up. And then all of a sudden that woman is – who's a victim of sexual assault and harassment has to be on – sort of record and then that and then you have to answer to your accuser. So if there are these it takes a wave to make change. It does and that wave is happening. Right, but it didn't happen in 1997 and it didn't right. happen. So all these jackholes that are like, "Oh, that person is always an Oprah or Meryl Streep, which we'll get into because I got a whole another bone to pick with that bitch right now." But <laughs> there is all this like if they knew they should have done something, it's like they I couldn't dare do you to do something. Yeah, yeah you, Why didn't you, you can't do even like. Yeah, you middle American don't even fucking vote in the last election. You're gonna tell this like Hollywood person right. who's like making their life that they should have done something. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's you and I won't even talk imaginary. about the stuff that's happened to us. And totally. we are confident women, and we are strong, and and yeah. who knows, we might even be able to like. Make a difference, but Weather I don't. I mean, it. all we're going to do is destroy some people's careers. I have very. And I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm, I have a low interest in weathering a storm unless I think the storm will take others out. You know, like right. if I've had, I've had, I've had experiences, and I lived with them, and either had regret about them or had sort of introspective about why and how. But, and I, I would never want anyone else to have that experience, which is why. You're engaged in the change in the industry in which you work. I'm highly engaged in change in my industry. I'm in endless touch with other women that work in this business. I'm I'm very engaged in our associations and our events. 
to, sometimes to my own sort of <laughs> maddening. It's a hard job, but better you than me. But I don't think I I don't have. It's not in me to revisit and r- sort of retroactively right. take justice. Right. Because what the fuck is that going to do? It's not. But so what if that person was running for president? Does that change it? Yes. Yeah. But I don't think any of these people are going to run for president. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Fair enough. Yeah. The other thing that I would love to see times up, so the Legal Defense Fund, which yeah, is which raised is a ton of money, which is oh, amazing. Oh, we can't wait to talk about Ivanka. Oh, God. We're totally <laughs> – we're going to slightly disagree on this, which is – we'll be good. But um, I would up. love it if Time's Up actually provided, like, career advice also for women that if you come forward here, we're going to help you support your legal fund and, and you know, go after these guys that have done things. And in the off chance that you do get fired because – Society isn't perfect yet. Oh gosh, we're going to help you find a job and do all the, and, and be additional resources for women outside of that, um, which they totally could do with all of that money. It feels like I mean, hashtag Times Up has only been around since the New Year. So have they raised sixteen million dollars in eleven days? They did, but here's the thing: so like two million was from Steven Spielberg okay. and Kate Capshaw. Yep. A million dollars Big was gifts. from you. Know, it was there were huge. Big I mean, there were yep. probably the majority of the money. Probably thirteen million was from million Those, dollar yeah, contributions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And some Which of them was, was like United Artists and production companies. You know, Reese Witherspoon gave five hundred thousand. So I think if you get if so you get an organization like up and running in eleven days and it gets that much amount, that amount of money that its infrastructure is not created just of yet, and right. so. My guess is their job is, I mean, the ultimate goal to end a culture of power plays and sort of sexual harassment as a result of where people fall in a pecking order is to get more women to the top. It's why so many women are running for public office. It's the same thing. If there are women at the top, then you reduce the opportunity for a man to be fucking around with a woman in a power play moment. So. It's got to be, I mean, as much to support women that have been victims of that power play in the past, it's got to be to change the makeup of the industry. I feel like we need to start a Dame It All to Hell GoFundMe page for women in politics. Yeah. I mean, it would be a little hard because you're a Republican and I'm a Democrat. But why would have to have two different? Why? Why wouldn't you support Well, because both Democrat, women? well, because there's still, po- in our, in our business, there's still policy. But it's still about men. Like, it's right, not about but, Republican men or Democratic men. It's about men being shitbags. Like, let's help women on both sides of the uh, aisle. Get but, ahead. like, a non-shitbag Democratic man is better than a really honest-to-goodness Republican woman if you're a Democratic voter. Well, that's like, fucking dumb. No, because it's about policy. It's about national security and infrastructure and education reform oh, and legalization God. of marijuana and tax reform and climate change reform. You and mean, like, tax reform that just got Walmart to increase its <laughs> minimum wage and give all of its – I'm just – Throwing that up. Yeah, I mean, I think that there is some. We there are gender differences and there are partisanship differences, and in this podcast, we explore both. But we really pay more attention to the gender pieces of it. Yeah, I mean. So moving on, we yeah. probably so moving <laughs> but on. No, wait, wait, wait. You're not going to move over times yet until we can talk about Ivanka. You want to oh. avoid it. You want to avoid it. But we're talking about it, which is Ivanka Trump. I think she thought she was doing the right thing. (laughs) 
poor Iv- – oh, I shouldn't even say that. Ivanka Trump, who I recently read was on the record saying she thought she'd be the first ever woman president, <laughs> which is like – I got you, nothing. Ship, I got nothing on that. The ship is no. fucking sailed, sister. I mean you so got go Donald ahead and Trump explain elected. the story. So, so explain what happened and I'll tell you why. I think it's stupid. So she, <laughs> she tweeted – she tweeted, just saw at Oprah's empowering and aspiring speech at last night's Golden Globes. Let's all t- come together, women and men, and say hashtag time's up, hashtag united. And then Alyssa Milano who – God, good for that girl. You know, she was like a child actress who doesn't really have any – substantial acting roles right now but she's still really hot and they're like men my husband's age still have like fantasies about her for like from when she was a child actress but you know she has really she she quarterbacked me too she's the one that started it all and I give her a lot of credit for it but she responded to Ivanka great you can make a lofty donation to the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund that is available to support your father's accusers so here's my problem. And and I listen, Alyssa Milano's point was to basically jab Don- Ivanka Trump. But if she jab really Donald. But yes. Regardless, but if she really wanted Ivanka Trump to write a check, she would have just said, "Hey, by the way, like it's great. Why don't you write a check to Times Up Legal Fund blah 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 blah." And who knows, maybe Ivanka actually would have been like, "Okay." But the fact that she brought up her dad, like there's no chance Ivanka Trump's going to write a check now. Right, but what what is the f- the fucking balls of Ivanka Trump to put that out on the internet? She was the leading spokesperson for her father in the flyover she states does not after believe, the accusers. She does not believe that her father did those things. So when she heard her father on a recording on a public television show, show saying that he grabs women's pussy. He didn't say that. He grab, said he could. He did not say he did. He said he could. You can grab him by the pussies. You can do whatever you want. You right. He didn't say he did. You're he right. said you could. He probably did. And quite frankly, that. look at politics. How many people have freaking grabbed your ass and they could? Nobody has ever grabbed my vagina. Nobody has ever grabbed my vagina. Now I feel like I need to wear a badge that says, I'm Kelly. <laughs> Nobody's ever grabbed my vagina. Like it's like a my like guess a proud is he's moment. never grabbed anybody's vagina either. He was just there being are people a dickhead. on the record. Tracy Eats. There's like there are he shoved his fingers in a woman's vagina on an airplane. Literally put his hand on her vagina. Do you remember like like <laughs> one and a half seconds ago when you said he probably didn't grab anyone's vagina and then you said he put his fingers in a woman's vagina? I'm asking. I don't know. Like I don't. No, she's on. She was on Mike and Kelly today. It was a I whole thought, thing. I thought she. I thought he grabbed her leg. According to her, he allegedly grabbed her leg. Hands up the skirt. Hands up the skirt. She said his hands were up her skirt. What is between the end of your skirt and your hip? But he did. Did he what get is, all the way up there? there? It matters. Yes. It matters for the point of this conversation. You're right. One inch south of your vagina is your what? It's your leg. Not your vagina. It's not your vagina. I'm just... Tracy Dietz. Regardless. Let's just I don't, take a moment. I don't, I don't want to get into a conversation about, about where your vagina is. Because, <laughs> I mean, we could like turn the microphones off and have like a, you know, a, like a self-exploration moment. I know where my vagina is. A uh, few. My point is, <laughs> if I... Alyssa Milano probably could have gotten a check out of Ivanka Trump if she had handled it. And Alyssa Milano's point is, is the fucking gall of you. Like, there's all these Trump voters that think that Ivanka Trump is the is God's gift, even though they Great. hate Jewish now people she's supporting and she's Time's Jewish. Up. I mean, the hip- Great. And now she's supporting Time's Up. Right. I think she doesn't really – I think she could be afflicted by the same shit her father is, where she maybe didn't oh. really know what it meant. So <laughs> – I don't think that's the case. I, I do think that How can she working... support it if she knew what it meant? 
If she's the father of the president of the United because States, she he's got all these open because lawsuits. Because she doesn't feel like he's guilty. And I just, can we just leave that there, I guess? It doesn't even make any sense to me. But so be it. So then there's Oprah and Oprah's run for president. Oprah's not running for president. What would you think if Oprah did run for president? I hate celebrity presidents, <laughs> just quite frankly. The current one, not I d- I, exception. You know, we t- we talked about like I'm not I'm not in love with our current president. I some of his policies I think are better for America, but I'm not. I mean, he most certainly says it's not ideal. Like I wish we could take his Twitter account away. I don't. I listen. I love Oprah. I love her as a person. I love her story. I love her speech. I think she is amazing for. She's a great example for young women on what you can achieve in this world. Her speech was inspiring. It talked about all of us as individuals making contributions to society and the potential that we have. It's amazing. She shouldn't be president. She has no policy experience whatsoever. What? You can make the same argument about Donald Trump. So I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But I'm just no more celebrity presidents. What What do you think was the reason that the world took her winning the Cecil B. DeVille Award? to her running for president. Is it but, just because Seth Meyers said it? No, I think it was very similar to Barack Obama showing up in 2004 and giving one of the most amazing speeches I've ever heard on the floor of the Democratic Convention and everybody going like, holy crap, he is the next it. coming. Yeah. It, was the, it was that same similar kind of moment, but very different in that she is not political. Like she doesn't have experience with policy. She wasn't a state senator. She wasn't all of these things. It's just, I love Oprah, not president. We haven't really tackled this much on this podcast, surprisingly. But what do you think from a Republican perspective is the likelihood that a woman candidate could be successful in 2020? Like I don't, I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I just don't think America's ready for a woman, yeah. and I think it's hard. And and Hillary, so all ran these people say campaign. that Hillary. All these people say that it wasn't about that Hillary was a woman; it was that she was Hillary. So I don't disagree. I mean, remember, Republicans spent all of nineteen ninety two to nineteen ninety eight trying to destroy the Clintons, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now. Hillary Clinton comes in on this white knight. Oh, Hillary Clinton's the white knight of the Democrats. Nitress. <laughs> no, but Nitress, I just wonder, whatever. like, there. So I, I also don't think that Oprah. So I don't think the problem with Hillary. I think either. she ran a terrible campaign. I agree with you that 2020 is not the time for a woman in the presidential seat. I think that it could be the year for a really strong female vice president candidate. Because I, I think I that agree. shit happens on a trajectory. Women don't skip steps. It's not how this works. But there has to be a vice before there's a president. Right. And so part of the whole Oprah 2020 for me was an opportunity for people to start talking about positivity again, that we're so sick of talking about the president's tweets. I am very tired of talking about the But we've been pretty negative for a while. I mean, there was a lot of negative talk under Obama, too. Like, we've just been negative. The partisanship in this country, the divide is insane. Like, it's not like it was in the early... I mean, and it's the difference is there's not a lot of industry people talking positively about President Trump right now. I mean, there were... Industry people as in... Political, political. like, well-educated political professionals or other professionals that agreed in the partisanship space that Barack Obama made. If, If you agreed with his 
policy stance, he made really insane advancements. Right. With with the Affordable so Care Obama Act. Obama was less divisive. DACA. Obama was less divisive amongst the Democrats than, than Trump, Trump is with Republicans. Republicans. Absolutely. Yeah. Trump is very is divisive amongst So there's this whole section of Republicans that are unhappy with the president and every person that's not a Republican is unhappy with President Trump. And so this opportunity to say like, oh my God, what about a chance to start talking about your truth being your strongest tool and there is a new day and there's so a horizon. We, so and all we live a little about. bit inside of a bubble. So it's true. So middle America not talking doesn't about hate any Trump. Of it. So I was at a craps table. This is a great story <laughs> in Las Vegas. And uh, I was with a couple guys who are awesome, work in politics as well. And there's a, and we're, the whole craps table is just hot. And so we're all making money. And the guy across from us, had asked where we were from, and, and one of the guys was from Colorado. I was from D.C. The other guy was from D.C., and he was like, you're from D.C. He's like, do you work for Trump? And one of the guys jokingly was like, she works for Trump all day long. And I'm just going, oh, my God. And the guy, the guy is like, the guy across from us, I love Trump. I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, I'm from Texas, and we love Donald Trump. And then his wife is just like, shh, like, don't shh. So I'm talking. <laughs> and she's like, well, I like Trump too, but I don't like how much he tweets. I'm like, oh, no, I don't like him. Has anybody liked how much he tweets? No. No, but these two people from middle Texas love Donald Trump. And there's nothing you can do to change those people's minds. And right, I don't but, think – but I think that half the country loves Donald Trump. And and we can poll all day. There is a – there is a – this I'll take you on there. It's not half the country. It's less than half the country. It's just the right people, at least for a presidential election. So half the country are Republicans. Because the popular so, vote was – well, I just goes back to my previous point that so maybe forty percent. So maybe 40 percent of, of Republicans yeah. will vote. There's a difference between being a diehard Trump fan and just sucking it up and voting for Trump. Right. There are differences. Yes. And I think that – Yeah. Still half the country will suck it up as we saw before. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think that – I think you got to get through 18 before you get through 20. Maybe. And 18 is a wave. Yeah. It's a Democratic wave. Mm. And yeah, we may disagree, but let me tell you, sister. And let's like bet something. A we trip totally to Vegas. should bet. Yes. We totally should go to Vegas. Because either way, one of us is going to be drinking our Sarah's. But 18 is, there are Depends on an insane amount of women. <laughs> Well, I just I was just talking about Sheriff Joe who's going to run for Senate in Arizona, who is a 85 year old racist motherfucker who's just win. like that's never he's never going to win. He's running in the primary against a woman who's a Tea Party woman named Kelly Ward. They're going to split the vote. They're not going to excite the base. Trump's not on the ballot. Kirsten Cinema, who is a 40 year old white bisexual woman, will be the next senator from Arizona. I feel like that's something I'll put money down on. But there is this. 18 – that's the thing about midterm elections versus presidential years. You don't just get to get into the White House and ride it. You have to be part of the movement. And no, but Republicans, Trump, Republicans perform well in midterms. Yeah, but – and Democrats don't typically, which is why all these you can't, new candidates mm, are going to change the game. All I these know. organizations are going to get them out. I just don't think you can consider what Georgia and – Alab- what occurred in Georgia and Alabama is any kind of wave of what's about to happen. Well, we'll I, see. Because we'll I, see. yeah, I, dis- I, I disagree. Yeah. But, but I wanted you said we were talking about um, about men earlier and and Meryl Streep earlier, and I just 
I would so Meryl Streep, who recently received this award for the for her movie The Post, gave this speech about how she she knows it's the year of the woman. Yes, I know it's the year of the women and everything, but oh my God, the men. All my mentors have been men. And my opinion about her praising men in this moment feels ridiculous. So I am Tracy pointed this out to me earlier. You I praise have men. spent a lot of time you on this podcast men. saying yeah, that men. men have gotten me where I am. Or at least men are the reason that I had an opportunity to get to where I was. But all Meryl Streep Street needed to do was say there were no women to be my mentors. Why not? There, We need to change it so young Meryl Streeps have a chance to have a woman mentor instead of a man. Maybe she didn't know how to do that correctly. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't prepped. Maybe she wasn't – I don't know. But like it's, it's not the right time, Meryl Streep. I don't know. Maybe she was concerned that everybody was just trashing men. So there has been a lot of the like men are trash, men are trash, men are trash, men are trash. And that's hard because I don't think men are trash. I've been – in fact, since this – all this shit broke, I feel like men have been better. Well, thank bit. God. Do you feel like men have been better? Men have checked themselves. I appreciate it. It's great. It's nice not to be in the hot seat when I walk into a room. I mean, there's still a lot of places I am. But it's nice for people to be like, eh, is that how? I had a 91-year-old okay? man this morning, like, when I was opening the door for him, he was, like, crawling in with his cane, like, looked at me, and he was like, oh, I like pretty women. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, 90, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're 91. You can barely walk. Like, what am I going to say? Like, I can't Old be dogs. a dick about that. Old anyway. Dogs, new tricks. Um, yeah. I feel like men have been better. So, so maybe she just wanted to throw all the men a bone that actually had been good in her life. Like, because all we're doing right now is trashing men yeah. in some capacity. Like, we're just saying, like, you did this, you did that, you did that. This year, the woman, blah. But here are a bunch of men that had an impact on my life. The same way that you're thankful for all the men that have been great to you over your career have had an impact on your life. Yeah, I'm but I said I wish men. it was women. I'm just – I just wish that – Everybody needs men, women, but alien why? dog. Like, why do you wish it were women? Like, why? But it wasn't so one-sided. Just fair that enough. Just but it's great. But equity. it's great that right. More equality. There That's should all. be both. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, we are excited to have a talk about something other than politics, although we can't help ourselves. And we talked a little bit about politics in that <laughs> one. But the Golden Globes is a great moment. Tracy and I are decked out completely in black today. Hashtag. Kelly wasn't a bitch. <laughs> was I not? No, you oh, weren't a bitch at all today. That's great. Hopefully I wasn't a moron either. So. <laughs> Hashtag why we were black. I'm sort of considering wearing black now until the midterm election. I have enough clothes in my closet that are black. Might be fun. But we're very grateful for the chance to talk about this out loud with you guys. So thanks for joining us on this episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's great, great to be back this week. Subscribe to Dame It All to Hell on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to write a review and give us a five-star rating. You know Please. you want to. You know you want to. <laughs> Tracy and I really want you to subscribe right now. And we'll just show up. We'll just show up on your phone every week and you don't have to think about it. You could just listen to us. It's amazing. It's good. It's special. You're going to want to hear it. Okay. Bye, guys. Thanks.